Hello, my school counselor friend. Welcome back to the Get the Job podcast or the School for School Counselors podcast. I am going to release this podcast episode in both podcasts just because I want to give everybody the opportunity to know about what we're doing in both of our channels. So we're currently running two podcasts in our School for School Counselors ecosystem. One, of course, is our School for School Counselors podcast. And our newest is our Get the Job podcast. Lots of super cool things going on in that new Get the Job podcast. And so uh, if you're listening from there, we're so glad. Thanks for being one of the OGs of the podcast. But if you're listening on School for School Counselors, hop on over there and give it a listen. It might really give you some unique insights. Even if you aren't looking for a school counseling position, You may be sitting in on some interview panels. You may be advising a little bit on your campus about new hires in your counseling department. And so the information that you glean from that podcast will go a long way in helping you have a really unique voice in the process. Today, we're going to talk about something that is always on folks' minds. We get tons of questions about it every year as we work with participants in our Get the Job program, which, by the way, is underway. If you're going to be in the job market this year, you need to go over and check it out. Schoolforschoolcounselors.com slash get the job. It is a one-stop shop, full program, often imitated but never duplicated, original school counselor interview prep program. (laughs) That was a mouthful, wasn't it? But it's all true. We have tons and tons of reviews on our website. We have tons more in our Google Drive of folks thanking us for the program. It's been so impactful for so many of our colleagues, and we're grateful to have served them. That's our mission here. We're not some edupreneurs building a side hustle. This is all about supporting and empowering our colleagues for the betterment of our profession. And so if you're in any way interested in that, I urge you, Head on over there and check out all the details. But as we are talking about, again, some of the most often asked questions that we get, one of them is, what do I wear? We hear all this stuff about what you should wear, what you shouldn't wear, what certain colors supposedly mean, all those kinds of things. Today, what I want to jump into is color choice. What do the colors of your interview attire mean? How are they perceived? And what does the research really say about it? We see a lot of information batted around on the internet, right? We see some information out on social media. How do we know what's real and what's not? Well, I'll tell you, because it's the foundation of everything we do on both podcasts, we go to the research. So we're going to be walking through the research today about how your color choices may be interpreted and how you may want to work those to your advantage. Before we jump into that, I want to share a sweet review that we received from a listener not too long ago. Stacy Bates left a review on our Get the Job podcast with Apple Podcasts and titled it Wonderful Wisdom. The review goes on to say, I am so excited about this Get the Job show. If it's anything like the School for School Counselors podcast, I will be expanding my knowledge of not only school counseling, but also how to land the job that's exactly right for me at this time. 
Thanks, Stephanie and crew, for advocating for the profession and sharing your wealth of wisdom and experience. Thank you so much, Stacy. That was a precious review, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart, as does my team. You know, we pour our heart and soul into everything that we put out for you guys, so I'm glad you're picking up what we're laying down. We're going to continue doing it until you all tell us to stop, so buckle in. It's going to be quite a ride. All right, so jumping back to our interview attire. What are the things we need to be aware of? What are the things we need to be leery of? And how can we make our interview attire work to our advantage? There is some research behind this. There's also some lore. We're going to share a little bit of both with you, but we're going to be predominantly centered in the research here. As we prepare for this conversation, It's going to be important that we identify your key characteristics, the things that you really want to endeavor to project toward your interviewers, right? Those certain characteristics of your personality or your work ethic that you feel are most important for them to recognize. If you're in a spot right now where you can pause the podcast and brainstorm for just a minute, I would really, really recommend it. If you're not, you can keep listening, but just have sort of a quick and dirty list in the back of your mind of the characteristics you feel are most important for successful school counselors. You can also think about what characteristics make you specifically a strong school counselor. What characteristics make you a desirable team member? What characteristics of your personality drive you toward impacting change. Just think of a few words that you really feel describe those things about you, your work ethic, how you work with others, how you inspire change. And then once you have that list, I want you to listen to this list of adjectives. See if any of these mirror what you selected or maybe closely align with some of the words you feel really showcase your spirit, your expertise, or your work ethic. All right, so here's your list. Confident, personable, strong, authoritative, positive, easygoing, unique, trustworthy, honest, Team player, strong, creative, solid, warm, safe, logical, smart, savvy, even keeled, powerful, reliable, dependable passionate, or playful. All right, did you catch a few that you would really love to communicate to an interview panel? I hope you did. That was kind of an extensive list, but you'll notice you'll hear these words come up again in this podcast episode, and I really want you to be listening for them so you can key in on that particular information. All right, so with those words in mind, Let's jump into, first, color choice. 
So I want you to keep in mind that this information is very generic. <laughs> it's like those, they used to be magazine quizzes. I'm dating myself here, but even social media quizzes, you know, like which movie character are you? Which celebrity do you most look like? All these generic quizzes that give you these super generic results where just about anybody could read them and go, oh, yeah, yeah, that describes me, right? You ever taken one of those? They're super fun, but we also know they're not super realistic. And so this information, too, can really mean pretty much about anything. So as you're listening to what some of these different choices mean, I want you to take them with a grain of salt, all right? This is not the be-all, end-all, and I will tell you that I have personally broken one of these major rules twice and been hired in spite of it. So be listening and see if you can guess which one it is. Now, overall, lighter colors are interpreted to be more relaxed and more approachable. There was a survey of hiring managers done, and they found the lighter colors just made people feel like they were more approachable. They also look better on video. So if you're still working with Zoom interviews, and we have quite a few in our Get the Job program now that are working with virtual interviews, you might tend toward lighter colors. They show up a little more easily in webcams and on people's screens, things like that. 56% of the hiring managers surveyed said that neutral colors also make people seem more authentic. And that's definitely something we're going to be striving toward in a school counseling interview. So that sounds good. 74% said that lighter colors made people appear to be more of an expert. That one surprised me a little bit because we know the myth and the lore of the black power suit, right? But according to these hiring managers surveyed, they liked the lighter colors more. And 50% said that lighter colors made candidates appear more trustworthy. Darker colors, on the other hand, tend to convey more sophistication and more authority. So going back to that power suit idea, right? If you're going to be the boss, the buck stops here kind of job, you might want to tend toward the darker colors. And two, I think a lot of that depends on the climate of the campus that you're going to be interviewing in. A suburban middle school might be very different than a college prep high school, for instance. So you've got to keep that in mind as you're making your selections. Going back to black, black is seen as a color of strength and authority. No surprise there, right? And it's considered to be a classic. You can wear it with just about anything else. It's going to sometimes help you come across more confident, even if you don't feel it, which is an interesting thing. A study from Roberts in 2010 stated that the color that you wear can influence you as much as it will influence your interview panel. Believe it or not, your color choice may be more about you than it may be about the people talking to you anyway. So if you need a boost of confidence, if you need a shot of authority, black may be the way you want to go. If you are in a position where you need to be seen as very personable, you may want to stay away from black. It may make you appear too authoritative. You don't want to appear as though you're challenging authority. 
On a lot of campuses, that's a big no-no, right? Some of us have worked on those. So be mindful if you're choosing black. All right, so let's go to black's nearest neighbor, which is navy blue. And I'm going to put blue and navy blue together in a category, and I'll kind of delineate those a little bit as I talk. So according to a group of hiring managers, blue conveys the most positive vibes right off the bat. So if you want to make a killer first impression, and we talk about this a lot in our Get the Job program, and even in the earlier episodes of the Get the Job podcast, you have a very narrow window at the beginning of your interview to really knock their socks off with your first impression. And most hiring decisions are essentially made within the first three to five minutes of the interview. So blue could definitely be a power choice in these scenarios. Nearly a quarter of those hirers named blue as the best color to wear to an interview, and that was the most popular. Brighter shades of blue tend to be more eye-catching. And then darker tones like navy are ideal for more conservative jobs. So think banking, think business, those kinds of things. Blue is also one of the most flattering colors. So you'll look great no matter what you wear if it's blue. And you're going to be seen as more trustworthy and honest. Interesting fact, that's why you see a lot of real estate agents wearing blue in their pictures. And also, if you ever look at a collection of therapist sites, you'll notice that a lot of them are wearing blue shirts. That's because we tend to rely on blue to convey that trustworthiness and honesty that we want people to see in us. It also implies that overall, you're a great team player. Did you know that? Any shade of blue makes people tend to think that you're a team player. There's also some literature that says you are more likely to get the job when you wear navy blue to an interview than any other color. So there are definitely a lot of points in the blue camp. If you're at an impasse, you're not sure what to choose, you don't know what the right color is, it sounds like blue could be the way to go. Now there's one more similar sort of base color we often see people wearing to interviews, and that's gray. Gray is seen as a logical color. If you wear gray to your interview, you're going to be seen as very practical, smart, savvy, and very even keeled. If you were interviewing, for instance, for some sort of educational support program, alternative campus, something like that, gray might be a great choice, right? All right. So those are kind of our base colors, right? Our black, our navy blue, and our gray. And so depending on what qualities you want to communicate to your interviewer, you can choose one of those base colors. Now let's get into the accent colors, sort of the pops of color that you see with your suits or your sweaters. I'm just going to walk through the most popular color choices and the most unpopular <laughs> because I really kind of want to get you a get you a holistic view on this. Red is seen as unforgettable and teeming with passion, but if you wear red to an interview, the advice is not to wear a lot of it. A red suit, a red dress, 
is going to be way too much red for an interview. A red shirt or blouse might be your ticket if it's underneath a jacket or a cardigan um, or something with just some red running through it if it's really important to you to wear red. But be careful. Um, Red can also convey hostility, defiance, and volatility. Kind of like the old bullfighter's cape, right? You wave the red cape in the air and, and all heck breaks loose. That's kind of the perception of red according to the literature. Orange can unintentionally communicate that you're attention-seeking or that you're an overconfident candidate. So basically, you think you know everything and you have no room to learn. A 2013 survey polled almost 2,100 hiring managers and HR people and Across their color choices, orange topped the worst colors list. 25% of those folks said it was absolutely the worst color to wear to an interview. They thought it was unprofessional, abrasive, and overconfident. So, surprising that orange would inspire such intense feelings in people, (laughs) right? But folks, the literature does not lie. Literature does not lie. Brown is seen as boring or simple. Brown can also communicate that you are slow to change. But for others, brown tends to convey that you're reliable. So it really kind of depends on the eye of the beholder, how that brown color comes across. It can convey warmth and safety reliability and dependability, or it can come across as old-fashioned, uninventive, and unmemorable. So I think maybe what you pair with the brown is going to tell the story for you, if that makes any sense. If you wear any shade of green, purple, or yellow, those all kind of get lumped in together, you're going to be seen as creative, easygoing, and unique. All right? So let's just kind of go back and give a summary of all the colors, remembering that there's really no way to know how your interviewer is going to interpret your color choice, right? We're just going to give it our best guess. What will make us feel most confident? That's very, very important. For male interviewers, those sitting in the hot seat in the interview, if they were male, their clothing color was a factor for both male and female interviewers, according to that that study by Roberts in 2010. So their color choice mattered quite a bit. For females, which is 75% of our school counseling population, the color they wore only influenced the judgment of the male interviewers. All right? So if you think there's a high probability you're going to be interviewed by a male principal or a male HR person, color might be something to think about. Otherwise, I really wouldn't stress about it a whole bunch. I don't think it's really going to matter, according to this study. And then I'll give you some more great news to take even more of the load off. A study by Martin and Rao, 2023, said that nonverbal cues are those that are most keyed into by interviewers. They looked for an overall professional appearance, eye contact, 
and head movement. And those were the most determining factors of the interviews, not what the interviewees were wearing. So all this to say, we tend to stress about our wardrobe on interview day. We tend to really worry. And yes, you can use some colors to convey a message if you really want to. If you feel like it's authentic and genuine to who you are as a person, hey, why not? Right? Why not? But we also don't need to give it so much power over us that we're stressing and fretting about what we're going to wear. It reminds me of what you may have heard me say about resumes before. We see lots and lots of people just slaving and toiling over their resumes, over their supporting documents, trying to get them absolutely perfect in hopes that it's going to help them land the perfect school counseling job. And what we've learned in our years of coaching school counselors toward interview success is that folks often work so hard on the resumes, trying to get them polished and perfect, that they neglect the most important part of the interview process. And then they come to us when it's the last minute and it's almost too late to do anything about it, and it breaks our heart every single time. Could be the same way here with your wardrobe choice. Don't spend a lot of time worrying about it. Don't spend a lot of time out shopping trying to find the perfect thing. As long as you're coming in looking professional, you're able to make eye contact, show you're honest, you're genuine, you're a go-getter, you know what you're talking about, what you wear isn't going to matter. You heard me allude to (laughs) folks working so much on the resume they weren't getting to what was really important, and that is their interview strategy. Uh, A good interview strategy is way more important than anything that you could wear. And we teach a specific interview method that is designed to draw your interviewers off script. It's designed to make them forget about the question list that they have pre-prepared and really want to lean in and get to know you as a person. So if you feel like you're one of those people that just doesn't come across well in interviews, you don't make a great first impression, you don't know how you come across, come join us in our Get the Job program because I promise you we're going to give you some honest, constructive, and real feedback. This is not one of those workshops where people just drone on and on, blah, 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 about what they've read on the internet trying to convince you that they're the expert and know what you need to do. What we communicate to our members is based on research, based on peer-reviewed research. I think that's a really important component that a lot of programs are missing. If you're interested in something like that, come over and join us, schoolforschoolcounselors.com slash get the job, all one word. We would love to be in conversation with you if you have questions or concerns. You're not really sure if it's right for you. Hey, just send us an email. Hello at schoolforschoolcounselors.com. Ask us what you want to know. We will be glad to not only answer your questions, but be really transparent about the whole thing. We want you to feel absolutely 1,000% confident in your choices either way, one way or another. Because as I told you before, this is our heart in this program. We sincerely want to see our colleagues shine and succeed. That's what we built School for School Counselors to do, and that's what we strive to continue doing each and every day.
So I hope you enjoyed this episode, no matter which podcast you're listening on, School for School Counselors or the Get the Job podcast, make sure you subscribe to both so you don't miss a single episode. We won't do these dual episodes very often, but I did want you to have the opportunity to pick up what we've been laying down just in case you've been missing out on any of it and keep listening because I'll be back no matter where you are. I'll be back with some more episodes to help you shine, to help you be confident, competent, and become a leader in your school counseling field. It's going to be an amazing journey for all of us, friends. I'm so glad you're here with us, and I'll be back to talk with you again soon. Have the best week, and until we talk again, take care. Did you enjoy this podcast episode? If so, leave a review. Thank you.